Hey everybody, this is Thea. This is Daniel. And we're standing on the corner of here and now. Join us as we have conversations about all things recovery. And hang on to your seat, we're in for a ride. This is Thea. I want to welcome all, all everyone that's out there in listening podcast land. I want you to welcome, or I want to welcome you back to the uh, kitchen table here in um, Texas somewhere in an undisclosed location. And I have a really special guest with me. Uh, actually, it's in the evening this time. And uh, as you all know, Daniel's usually here with me and we're conversating back and forth about different things and I have a special guest with me here tonight and I have the one and only Leanne with me and we're gonna conversate back and forth and and pick up some of this conversation that Daniel and I left off the other day and also some new ideas we were chatting in the house the other morning and some stuff came up and I was like hold that thought we need to do it on the podcast so I'm gonna uh let Leanne say hello and introduce herself a little bit hey everybody I'm Leanne. How y'all doing? <laughs> awesome. Uh, do you want to just jump in? It's your show. <laughs> wow. All right. <laughs> so I guess we're jumping in. And just as a side note or the note or a note, um, Leanne has been in the program for a long time. So she has some long-term recovery. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm really excited to have this conversation with her even though I get to have these conversations on a regular basis, um, I think it's going to be fun to, to have some of this in a, a little different light. But before we get started on our actual topic, I'm going to ask you a couple questions. We're going to get you loosened up a little bit. So the, as you know, the reason for the podcast is I wanted to talk to people that had long-term recovery and have conversations with them about you know, what is recovery? What is success? What What are these things that are so important to us and so valuable to us, but maybe we don't always talk about them or put a definition on them and so forth. So I'm going to ask you the question, what is recovery? What, what is it to you? Mm. Well, I would have to say, you know, in the beginning of everything, it was just about not using, right? Right. But, um, I've been clean for 30 years, so now recovery is, it's more about discovery, discovering who I am, what I like, what I don't like, um, what brings me joy. Shouldn't you know that by now? I mean... And I'm not trying to be a jerk when I ask that question, but, you know, we've both been clean for a really long time. You've been clean longer than me. Some people would look at us and say, why haven't you figured that out by now? So what Mm-mm. what would your answer to that be? Well, because if you go through the 12-step programs, you know, the second step is um, that I 
can be restored to sanity and restoration is a process. Mm. So as is everything else, finding every time I do step work, every time I, you know, look a little deeper inside of Leanne, I discover new things and maybe what made me joyful at one time no longer provides that joy. I'm constantly looking for things to not only fill me up, but to help others with. Right. 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 So it's, I think it's an always evolving process. I heard a, uh, I was listening to a podcast earlier, of course, because that's what I do. <clears throat> and it had um, Gabby Reese and Danica Patrick, the race car driver girl. Mm-hmm. And one of the things she quoted um, Ram Dass. Danica Pat- Patrick quoted Ram Dass. And I'm going to screw up the quote. I don't think she had the quote quite right. So I'm going to take her broken quote and I'm going to use it. But it was something along the lines of the best thing I can do for you mm-hmm. is work on me. Mm-hmm. The best thing I can do for me is work on me. Yeah, that absolutely makes sense. <laughs> and drop the mic. There you go. Thank right? you, Ram Das, wherever you are these days. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So then let's take it a step further. Success. What the hell is success in recovery? I mean, is it just staying clean? Ooh, these are, you know, you've been in the rooms a long time. You've seen the ups and downs and the ins and outs of people and yourself. No, because clean time doesn't equal recovery. Right. So you, I believe that, well, success can be different things for different people, but I think if I'm not growing and I'm Mm -hmm. not seeking, then haven't I kind of become stagnant? Yeah, that seems to be what we've, we're finding with the more we have these discussions. Mm-hmm. But there's also, you know, there's the thing of clean time counts. I mean, of course it does, you know. It absolutely does. But I think for it to, I can only speak for myself. Right. Personal feelings about this is that I could be clean a long time and still be miserable. True. Um. So, I lost my train of thought, but... It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) I was listening to another podcast this week. That's going to be my theme. I know. She's giving me a weird look, you guys, if you could see it. (laughs) So, I was listening to a podcast this week with Dr. Phil. Right. Mm. Really interesting. Mm -hmm. And the person that was interviewing him was like, why are you still doing all this? You know, you've been on the air forever. You know, you helped Oprah, this and that. And he's like, you've got plenty of money. Like you've done everything. Mm -hmm. And he made an interesting comment that really caught my ear. He was talking about how there's different currency depending on what you're doing. So um, if we put it in our terms, um, you know, you can go to work and make a paycheck. That's one type of a current currency. Right. We can go to a meeting and help a newcomer. That's a different type of currency. Yep. We can, um, you know, I can go to the treatment center and do my little song and dance and all that. That's a different type of currency. We can spend time with the grandkids, the grand, the grand girls, and that's a different type of currency. So depending on what we're doing, we can get a lot of different types of currency and therefore maybe 
different types of success. Yes. I, yeah, that makes sense to me. Um, you know, because when I'm practicing, I'm, I'm, when I was a practicing addict, I had no currency. I was bankrupt. Ooh, good one. <laughs> Love it. I was absolutely bankrupt in every way, spiritually, mentally, physically, you know, the whole nine yards. Right. Um, I, you know, and you talk about the grand girls and, you know, for me, the big thing is being there for my granddaughters because I wasn't really there for a lot of years for my, for my children. So to be able to kind of pay back, I guess, make that, those living amends, Mm -hmm. you know, um, that's important. And yeah, that brings me so much joy. So yes, that is definitely currency and success, I think, because I couldn't have done that. I couldn't do that if I wasn't in recovery. Right. Right. That's awesome. That was awesome. No currency. I was bankrupt. I wrote that down, everybody, in case you guys are out there listening. Um, that's huge. And you're right. We all came here broken and with the gift of desper- desperation. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Cool. So um, if we kind of put all that together and we start looking at success in recovery, like we've kind of already been teasing that, you know, it comes in different forms in different ways, but there's things that can hold us back. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, that's kind of what we're going to circle this back around to or circle this around to Mm -hmm. is what you and I kind of wanted to talk about a little bit is that there's, I know that for me, there's been certain ceilings, if you will, in my job and in different relation relationships and friendships and different things. I have these ceilings. I keep, I'll go along and I'll, and I'll, I'll bump into it and I go, why can't I go any further? No matter how hard I try, I can't go any further. Mm -hmm. And before we started re- recording, we were talking about this. And like I said, during the week, we kind of stumbled on this. So we thought we would jump on here and do do this. But mm. um, limiting beliefs. And oh, she, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, where do my limiting beliefs fall into this? Like, you know, if I don't believe I can be a good grandma, you know. Then I can't then I, I can't, no matter, no matter how hard I try, even though I know I've been clean a long time, I know I'm a good person. I like, I know a lot. Logically, I know a lot, mm-hmm. but if I don't believe it, what's mm-hmm. going to happen? What's going to happen? You've stumped the audience. <laughs> <laughs> If I, if I, well, you can use a different example. I just use that one. You could use it at a, like a job. You know, if I don't, if I have all the knowledge of my job, right. I know all the ins and outs. I know how to run the place, whatever, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. But I, again, don't believe I can. So I fail. Okay. And I, I can, you've just described my life, right? <laughs> Um, with my job situation, I could, I believed wholeheartedly somewhere in my mind that I could not do this job of being a supervisor, and it became so stressful, and that limiting belief 
made me so doubtful in, in myself that I made so many mistakes and the, the thoughts that I had that I can't, I can't, I can't became my reality and I couldn't. So doubt becomes reality. Oh yeah. Wow. Then what do we do? So we were talking again before we got started. We were talking about if we give ourselves that moment, right? If the sus- if the- I have to be willing to suspend my disbelief. Oof. Keep going. And well, and I I, I get this from. Can I say? Yeah, say it. So this is from the book written by Gabrielle Bernstein, and it's called The Universe Has Your Back, and the subtitle is Transform Fear to Faith. And um, because ultimately, ultimately, um, everything is, I'm either in fear or I'm in love. There's no other. And so if I'm, being driven by my limiting beliefs and I'm listening to that voice in my head that says, you can't, you won't, you'll never. That becomes my reality. And every time I've had a job for the last, I don't know how many years, something, well, Leanne gets in the way, but I always end up failing at that job and leaving. Okay. So, what was your question? <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about have we give ourselves a space? If we give ourselves uh, that moment to suspend, you said suspend the my, what? My disbelief. Suspend the disbelief. And what happens in that moment, in that time? It reminds me a little bit of a tent step, too. I'm going to throw that out there because we can maybe circle this back around. But there's that moment in time in there where I have, a, I have an opportunity to make a different decision. Right. So what I'm, I have to choose my thoughts. Okay. Whatever, whatever I desire. If I want to be successful at work and have, um, you know, relationships with my coworkers, because um, I always feel like, you know, I don't know what to say. I don't know how to have a conversation, you know, but if I can choose to look at it and say, and create my own, my, a new reality, which is seeing myself, have visions of myself, having these conversations with people, being, you know, able to uh, relax and um, just talk about life and ask people how they are what's going on in your life that that's a real hard one for me and not that I don't care it's just hard and um but I have to hold visions of how I see myself and what I see myself doing Mm. and focus on the service whatever service I'm providing with at work you know um patient care and um and the joy that that brings me Mm -hmm. Being of service. Being of service. To God and our fellows, like that one book says. Yes, that one book. That AA book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when we have that moment, and like I mentioned the 10-step, mm-hmm. 
right? And the, uh, the, the, I'll just say it, the NA basic text talks about, you know, there's a moment in there, right? Where we, where we can see things clear and where we can make a, make a decision. We can make a choice to do something different. Yeah. And I think that's what you're talking about too. I know that you're pulling things from Gabby Bernstein's book, but again, you know, Yes. She's in the program, too. She's she not shy is. about it, so no, I'm just going to say it. Um, so, uh, so that's where she's getting some of her stuff. Mm -hmm. But the other thing that jumped in my mind here, and I wrote it down, was we act our way into right thinking. We say that to people all, all the, the time. time. And I think that's what you're talking about, too, is if we can suspend that doubt, that disbelief for a few moments in there, and we can make a different decision, even though we want to not do something or even though if you take someone that's brand new in the fellowship they want to you know leave work and go to the bar or go buy whatever they like to buy mm -hmm. but there's a piece of them that says no I'm going to go to a meeting no I'm going to call somebody so they can actually act their way into right thinking and yes. circle back around and change their beliefs yes and that's pretty awesome incredibly awesome and that that we can have that where that wherewithal and that presence of mind to be able to do that but how do we do it when we've been clean for 24 and 30 years and we're supposed to know this stuff <laughs> well i say it right now i don't really know anything um true that uh i don't either those are the two worst words an addict or alcoholic can say is i know Ooh. right um but I, I think being tuned in to what am I thinking about is crucial, you know, because how many thoughts does a human being have in a day? There's some astronomical number. 70,000. Something, yeah. So, and how many of those do you even realize you're thinking? Like, how many of them are you really paying attention to? Right. Right. Some of them are their habit. They're on a habit loop. Yes. Yes. So, and if I'm walking around and my feelings, right, if I'm walking around feeling like I don't fit in, I'm defeated, I'm doubtful, I'm sad, then my higher power, because I'm focusing on me, cannot, cannot supply me with what I need, which would be right. a different, a different vibe, mm. some positivity. There's no room for that when I'm walking around in that, in that negative, doubtful reality. In that state, as in Tony Robbins state. would call it. Yes. So I have to stop, recognize it. And for me, I did this just today. I was in this weird place and I was like okay that's enough and I jumped around mm -hmm. changed my phys physiology, physiology right I walked the dog got some sun you went outside I did all that good stuff I changed my reality mm. um and I repeated this thing to myself that I've learned from Miss Bernstein here is that I recognize that I am in fear, and I choose to see love instead. Mm. So when I say that, and I'm saying it out loud as I'm walking, or I'm saying it out loud as I'm walking around, you know, jumping around the house, 
I start to think differently. And I'm able to do the dishes. And I'm able to do the laundry. And I'm able to do all the things I said I couldn't, wouldn't, didn't want to do today. Right. Right. And sometimes it is those small things. It's doing the dishes. It's doing the laundry. Yes. You know, it's not always the big stuff. Daniel and I talked on, I think, the second podcast about all the little things, how the little things stack up and those small wins Mm -hmm. are so important. So if I can jump around and go outside and put on music and dance around and do some of that kind of stuff, I can stack those small wins so that I can, you know, go do maybe a couple work small wins or relationship small wins and, and stack those up. Yeah. 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 So we can end the day on a better note, if you will, or something along those, those lines. So where does he think some of this, cause I know you've been doing some of this stuff in the morning. So can you tell us a little bit about your like morning routine, like some of the stuff that you're reading and doing, can you tell us a little bit about what you're doing, why you're doing it, how it's changing you and some of that kind of stuff? <laughs> well, I kind of came up with this idea that I would read something spiritual, whether it's the NA literature, because that's my program, is Narcotics Anonymous, or the book from, um, I'm really focused on this because I want to transform fear to faith, so (laughs) I'm focused on this book um, by Gabby Bernstein, and, um, and I'm literally thumbing the pages and closing my eyes and having it you know, stop on a page and whatever I land on, believe it or not, tends to be exactly what I need to hear or read or what have you. Um, it, it always hits a chord. So I read it and then I meditate on it for about 10, min- 10 to 15 minutes. And then I write about anything that came up in my meditation or anything um, that's that I underlined in the reading. And I go back and forth from the, I'm reading the Living Clean um, book from mm-hmm. N.A. It's a great book. It's an awesome book. And and then the other, the, the Gabby Bernstein book. So um, that's kind of what I've been doing lately is just I read, I write, or I read, I meditate and pray, and then I write. Awesome. And what have you, have you noticed... Um, have you noticed any changes? Have you noticed any, like, you know, that you are maybe taking things on a little bit differently or you're um, able to process better? Like, what are you, are you noticed any of that kind of stuff yet? Yes. I, um, I noticed that my thinking is... Not 100% positive, but it's definitely more positive. Um, I do have moments where I actually believe in myself um, and know that I can do awesome things, you know, um, that I'm capable and... um, But it's definitely a work in progress like because I haven't been doing this particular type of um, meditating learning whatever Mm -hmm. you want to call it um, but for a short time so I think 
as time goes on, if I continue this path, I believe that the things that scare me right now won't scare me anymore. And I'll be able to do the things that scare me. Wow. That's huge. Yeah. That's huge. Because a lot of us, we don't want to step out, you know, when we're scared. Right. We're So what if you don't mind me asking, what are you... I'm going to ask anyway. What are you scared of? <laughs> I, my current fear is literally talking to others um, about stuff, uh, stuff, anything, mm-hmm. anything. It, you know, I, I feel like, and I've, and this is one of the limiting beliefs I tell myself, hear myself say a lot is. I don't know how to have conversations with people. And I've said that so many times to myself that truly I don't know how to have a conversation right now with people. So I have to. It goes back to that limiting beliefs thing. We yes. did an exercise when we were at Tony Robbins back in July. Remember where we took mm-hmm. those limiting beliefs and we yeah. we had to do something silly with them. And right. Is that the thing where we stuck our finger up our nose? Do you remember? <laughs> He had a sticker. It had might a, have been. He had to stick our finger up our nose. It was kind of crazy. And and say the things that we thought about ourselves to another person mm-hmm. with your finger up your nose. How can you do that and be serious about it? Exactly. So it's that whole redirecting, changing the pattern, the whole nine yards. Right. But right. what we do when we say those things to ourselves over and over again, mm-hmm. and they're the voices in our head, right? We say those things over and over to ourselves, and then we actually begin to believe them. Like, oh, yeah, you know, it paralyzes us. Absolutely. And I wrote here in my little book, think it, feel it, believe it. And that could be a positive thing or a negative thing. Mm-hmm. You know, if for, I mean, I'm coming up on 57 years old soon. And if for, you know, 50 of those 57 years, I've been thinking that I can't, I can't, I can't. That's that's so ingrained. Yeah. It's going to take like a jackhammer <laughs> to excavate that and to replace something good and positive. It just I think it takes consistency even if you know you say one small positive thing to yourself every morning. I am good at conversations. Like if you literally said that out loud to yourself, any of us can pick something too, right? Like it's right. not, it doesn't, that's just may, might be your thing. Right. But, and if any of us said anything, like whatever that opposite conversation would be or opposite statement would be, if we just said that one thing to ourselves every morning mm-hmm. and then, you know, did whatever we do with our morning r- routine and, you know, blah, 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 blah. Um, I mean, that one small change could be huge. Like, yes. you know, you think about changing something, when I was at house four the other day, we were talking about this, you know, you can make one small change, one or 2%. doesn't have to be a lot. And at first it seems like nothing. It doesn't seem like this should be much at all, but you do that one to 2% over one, three, five, 10 years. Yeah. And that little 1% arc just gets wider and wider and wider from that original line. And the next thing you know, you're way down the road. I mean, that's what you and I did, right? We made a few small changes in the beginning mm-hmm. that over time have racked up to having, you know, a lot of 
recovery and, you know, things and stuff and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But it's just those small changes over time. This isn't a huge, you know, 50, 20% change sometimes. These are huge. No, because I think it would be too shocking (laughs) to do it crazy big. You know, if you do a little, it's like, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. So if I take this piece by piece as things come up and, you know, I believe there's always going to be something that comes up. Like, I'm, I need to work on, mm-hmm. I don't, I know I'll never be perfect. So. Well, we're not perfect the other day. We. Six feet under. Six feet under that yeah. last exhale. And I, I, and I'm, I'm very, I'm, I'm liking this idea of when I'm, after I write in my book and I, I write what I want to see. Hmm. Okay. See how, like, see, like, see actually... myself doing. Okay. So for me right now, it's the having the conversations with people, sharing with people, and and um, not judging myself. That's huge. Huge. Um, seeing myself as a successful business owner. You know, if I really sit with that and have you know visions of that of me going out there and talking and, and shaking their hand and sitting and having coffee or whatever I need to do that I will be able to do those things, even though it scares me to death because I've seen myself and I believe I can. You know, what's interesting about that too, is our body doesn't, our body and our brain, when you sit down and meditate and, and, you know, and do these envisioning practices, seeing ourselves doing things, mm-hmm. our body and our mind doesn't know the difference between it actually happening and us having a, a visualization of it. Right. So you have the same emotions, you have, you know, you, the same, everything, everything happens in your mind. You have the same physiological response in your body and brain as you would if you were actually at the coffee shop having the conversation. Right. So you can actually have the conversation in some ways before you go. So it's kind of a cool thing. This is what a lot of like sports people do, like Olympians and different types of professional sports people. Mm -hmm. They'll have, you know, they see themselves winning the hundred yard dash before Mm -hmm. they win the hundred yard dash. And they replay that stuff over and over. Well, we can do it too. We can do that here. You know, we can do that with a job. We can do that. Um, with our clean time, sometimes in the when I do my groups in the in the treatment centers, I'll take them through and I'll say, okay, close your eyes. What does it feel like to get your one-year medallion? I want you to picture the room. I want you to see the podium. What kind of cake do you want? What does it taste like? <laughs> Who's going to be there? How's it going to feel? And it's not so much that rote sometimes of, Yes, I'm going to go to the coffee shop and da 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 da. No, 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 no. How's it gonna feel? And I think that is the thing. Even with our goals, right? We need to know what our goals are going to feel like. There's go. a quote here. Oh, do it. Give it. When you redirect your focus off of what you're going to get and onto what you want to f- or how you want to feel. 
the universe can get involved in the co-creation. Can you read that one more time for us? When you redirect your focus off what you're going to get and onto how you want to feel, the universe can get involved in the co-creation. And she uses universe, but you can say higher power, you know, whatever, whatever God, whatever that looks like for you. Um, but yeah, I mean, how am I going to feel when I sit down and have that conversation with somebody and, and, and sell my product mm -hmm. for the first time, mm -hmm. you know, and, or for the hundredth time even. Or, yes. Our, our, our excitement maybe should be the same at the hundredth sale as it is at the first sale. Or, you know, I should be as excited tomorrow to see the Grand Girls as I was, you know. At and the, I always at the, am. I know. I'm always excited. <laughs> so I think, you know, being able to keep that joy and enthusiasm even throughout this whole, all these different processes that we have going on. Yes. Yeah. What, what else you got there? You look like you want to read something else. Um, well, she talks a lot about focusing on what brings you joy and it, aligning yourself with what brings you genuine feelings of joy that the universe or your higher power will support your desires. And that instead of obsessing about the outcome, focus mm. on how you want to feel. Step three, give it to God. Give it, yes, surrender. Surrender and give it to God. Because I'm not outcome. in charge of the outcome. Right. But I know how I want to feel when I'm done. Right. So you could actually get a different outcome, but have a good, still have an awesome feeling. Right. <gasps> what? <sighs> Huge. You might even get a better outcome. If you're concentrating on how you feel and not the actual outcome. And so a lot, what I also get out of this is like, you know, the 11th step. Ooh, tell me. <laughs> well, we seek through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God, praying only for knowledge of his will for us. Right. right. So if, if God's will is the highest good, right. Mm-hmm then I have to get my needy, controlling self out of the way and just pray for whatever's best for everyone and everything. Your will, not mine, be done. Exactly. Yep. Wow. It's hard. Do it you is. Do you think it gets uh, easier or harder with clean time? Silence falls over I the crowd. I think that it gets different. <laughs> Maybe harder is an appropriate word just because I'm really having to go inward mm -hmm. because it is an inside job. Mm -hmm. I've fixed all the stuff basically on the outside, so... Now it, you know, that inside work. And I feel, like I said before, it's like excavating. And, you know, um, if you have a house that you're restoring, you never really stop working on it because there's always something that needs to be 
dealt, dealt with. So I think maybe harder is an okay term. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's deeper too. I think Way deeper. Because I love the house analogy because I, I use the house analogy a lot. And it's, you know, if when we first get clean and we start this process of excavation, I love that word. Thank you for using that tonight. Yeah, you're um, <laughs> she's pretty smart, y'all. Um, you know, when we first get clean and we do that first round through the steps, it's a lot like just, you know, sweeping and mopping. Yep. We're getting the big chunks up. Oh, we, t I tracked in mud. I better clean that up. Oh, there's dust bunnies. Oh, there's dog hair. Oh, there's spiders or cobwebs or whatever. But it, it's not until we get later down the road that we're, you know, moving the furniture. Oh, I think I need new floors. I think I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, you might do a trip through the steps you know, later in your, in your, in your recovery. Um, but those trips tend to get much deeper into the meat and I'm putting down new floors and I'm moving walls mm -hmm. and right. I'm, you know, putting on an addition or I, you know, <laughs> doing, you know, it gets, it get the outside of the house a lot of times looks the same, mm -hmm. but man, if we really updated the inside and that gets, tough and that's why I asked that question like you know does it you know when we're really doing that stuff does it get easier with clean time or does it get a little more difficult it's definitely challenging yeah um you know because I believe that you know I was brought to this place right here right now that's right we're on the um, corner baby to learn spiritual lessons that's why i'm in recovery that's why i found recovery that's you know it talks about god in all the steps so it is a spiritual program no matter which a you follow mm -hmm. um, and i have to get closer to that higher power i have to always be seeking the higher power's will and nurturing the faith that I'm finding and, and just, you know, um, honoring. Oof, good word. Honoring myself, my higher power, you know, for this gift. Because truly it is. It's a gift of life. Yeah. Yeah. So. Awesome. Wow. Yeah. Good stuff, babe. <laughs> you call me babe. <laughs> I can I can say that. Mm, so true. wow, we've been going for almost forty minutes already. Oh my gosh! I know. That's crazy. Isn't that neat? Mm-hmm. Time that, flies. It does fly at, at the kitchen table at the corner of here and now. Yes. It does. So, do you have any um, thoughts that you would like to uh, wrap this up with? Well, I guess. You know, it's kind of like we always say, just um, keep coming back because if you're open to whatever it is, whatever's out there, then I believe that you just receive really awesome things in your life and you'll be able to literally move mountains. Yeah. And do whatever the heck you want to do with your life. Right? Right. So just don't give up. Awesome. 
Don't give up. Mm-mm. No matter what. No matter what. No matter where you are in your recovery or your life, just keep going. Head down, keep going. Like Dory. Like Dory. Keep swimming. Just keep swimming. <laughs> awesome. Well, I want to thank you for joining me at the kitchen table in our house. Well, thank um, you for having me. You're welcome. And coming to the corner of here and now with me. And thank you for getting clean. Oh. I appreciate it very Aww. much. You sticking around. All right, everyone, thank you for joining us on this episode, and I look forward to uh, getting this one pulled together and get it out to everybody, and we will see you again soon. Peace out. Bye.